You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Having read the many tributes that have been penned over the past week by people who worked alongside him and who he mentored, it is clear that the description of him as a legend is clearly a fitting one. We have in our midst today men and women from various generations of journalists of which Peter Magubani, fondly known as Bra Peter, formed part. As we salute him, his contribution and his service to the people of South Africa, I also join in that salutation. In doing so, I recall the tribute penned and published last weekend by one of our media greats, Mr. Matata Tsedu. He described Brapita as a freedom fighter from a cohort of revolutionary media players who were, as he called it, gorillas, with their cameras, with their notebooks, and with their pens. To confirm the gorilla status accorded to him by Matata Tsedu, Rapita is quoted as having told the Guardian newspaper in 2015 that I did not leave the country to find another life. I was going to stay and fight with my camera as my gun. I did not want to kill anyone, though I wanted to kill apartheid. And a freedom fighter he was. As the New York Times obituary put it, Peter Magubani's images documenting the cruelties and the violence of apartheid drew global acclaim, but punishment to him at home, including beatings, detentions, imprisonment, and 586 consecutive days of solitary confinement. But despite all attempts to break his spirit and to take him away from his craft, he would not put his camera down, as we have all heard. We have heard of how he would smuggle his cameras, as we heard, into hollowed out bread. And I try to imagine the imagery of how one takes out the innards of the loaf of bread and fits in a camera and then proceeds to make it though that you are having your lunch from the bread as you are shooting pictures. He also put his camera in milk cartons and we are even told that he even used the Bible to take pictures without notice of the authorities. I do believe that even Bishop Mpumlana would have agreed with that type of tactic. 
we have heard of how despite having his own job to do and his own deadlines to meet, he always was ready to help and to support fellow journalists working with him in the trenches, including the many foreign correspondents who were in the country recording our horrible story at the time. In the Gospel of John, chapter 18, there is an account of the trial of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is brought before Pontius Pilate, who asks him, so you say you are a king? Jesus answers, it is you who say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. At the darkest time in the life of our nation, in a South Africa paralyzed by injustice, Peter Makubane's lens bore witness to the truth. And to quote George Orwell's famous words, in a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. At a time when an unjust regime acted with impunity and callous disregard for human life, Peter Magubani's images exposed its lies. The apartheid regime did not care much for the lives it was extinguishing, but it cared much more about its own image especially about how it was portrayed to the rest of the world. Peter Magubani's images and those of his peers upended Hendrik Frovut's great lie that apartheid was benign benevolence, a system of separate but equal and so-called good neighborliness. Peter Magubani's archive testifies to an extraordinary range. For many years, he was President Mandela's official photographer. Some of the most enduring pictures and images we have of our beloved Madiba were taken by his lens. He published, as we have heard, a number of photography books, including Nelson Mandela, Man of the People, and Nelson Mandela, Life of Destiny. He was there at the many turning points in our struggle against apartheid and covered the various states of emergency during the mid-80s, obviously having excelled during the student uprising there are his stark images that documented the aftermath of the Shaville massacre in 1960, the 76 uprising, and the many other acts of violence that were unleashed by the regime against our people. Later in life, he would go on to produce photography on heritage and culture 
demonstrating the diversity of talent and creativity that he had. Amongst them is one of my favorite of his works, The Vanishing Cultures of South Africa. It is an extraordinary collection that documents the lives and the customs and cultures of our country's people. It is his depictions of everyday life for black South Africans living under apartheid for which he was best known. These images that began, he began taking in the 60s appeared in distinguished publications like Drum Magazine, Time Magazine, Rand Daily Mail, and many others. One of his best known images is of a black domestic worker stroking the hair of a white child seated on a European's only bench. The photograph got wild worldwide attention for the power of the disturbing scene that it conveyed. That photograph also painted a vivid scene of the meaning of apartheid. It was able to transport the lived experiences of black people in South Africa to many people in distant lands across the world. As important as it was to him to document the violence, the bloodshed, it was important to bring home to readers as well as to viewers the true face of petty apartheid and with its convoluted and ridiculous laws and rules. In according him this special provincial official funeral, we as the South African people are giving richly deserved recognition to Dr. Magubani for his contribution to the important craft of journalism. Above all, we are doing so because bearing witness to injustice everywhere in all its forms is and will forever remain an act of courage that is worthy of the highest acclaim. When we look at the world today, we see journalists being arrested, persecuted, and even being killed for doing their work. As we bid farewell to one of our own legendary journalists and artists and photographer, I ask that we remember the more than 100 journalists and photographers and media workers who have been killed in Israel's genocidal war on the people of Gaza. Indeed, bearing witness to the truth is a revolutionary act. Standing firm for justice is what must define our humanity, and that must also define our own nationality. As we lay Brapita to rest today, the International Court of Justice in The Hague will tomorrow begin hearings in the proceedings brought 
by South Africa against the State of Israel for its crimes committed against the Palestinian people. Our opposition to the ongoing slaughter of the people of Gaza has driven us as a country to approach the International Court of Justice as a people who once tasted the bitter effect of dispossession, discrimination, removals, racism, and state-sponsored violence, we are clear that we will stand on the right side of history. It is our fervent hope that just as we are able to reconcile, to make peace, that the peoples of Israel and Palestine will find a lasting and just peace as well. In this, the 30th year since achieving the democracy that Brapita worked so hard and sacrificed so much for, we can be pleased that the media and press freedom in South Africa remains strong. The right to a free press is enshrined in our constitution. As a country, we can hold our heads up high that we have come very far from the days when Peter Magubani and other journalists were censured, arrested, persecuted, and even had to hide in coal boxes covered in black coal suit for practicing their craft. Thank you, Figile, for sharing that with us today. It's quite a moving story. We can be proud that our intellectual property regime is robust and protects the rights of journalists, of artists, cultural workers, and all South Africans and enables them to safeguard. And yes, Prajon Kani, to profit of their work. And the budgetary item that you introduced today, we've heard, and I'm meeting the Minister of Finance after this, I will tell him what you said today. <laughs> Above all, we can be proud that the South African media continues in the tradition of Dr. Peter Magubani by bearing witness to injustice, to wrongdoing and malfeasance, just as his generation of journalists held the powerful to account. We continue to count on today's generation of media workers to fulfill this noble act and role without being hindered, obstructed, or censured. At the same time, we know the immense power of the fourth estate in shaping public opinion, in giving an impartial and unbiased account of the truth, and in also supporting the development of a nation. As much as it is critical to point the lens in the direction of wrongdoing, I would like to take this opportunity to call on 
the media to give South Africans an equally balanced view of the progress this country has achieved over the past 30 years, of the progress in terms of educational outcomes, access to health care, basic services, constitutional freedoms, fulfillment of the Bill of Rights. The South Africa of today is a vastly different place to the South Africa that was the canvas of Peter Magubani's lens. His work documenting apartheid helped to shift global opinion against the regime, as we heard, at a time when we strive to rebuild our country from a period of great hardship. Your balanced work as men and women of the media has the potential to lift this nation's spirit, to inspire and to give us courage and to bring us hope. Let us bring too to the people of South Africa the stories of lives that have been transformed, living standards that have been improved, and those areas where there has been positive change. Of course, not neglecting where there's been weaknesses and failures. We count on you to be the conscience of the nation. Yes, for the bad and the good, but also to be the voice of the people as Peter Magubani was. As journalists, you should not only be messengers of doom and gloom, but guardians of our democracy and merchants of hope as well. It was the Palestinian historian, academic and writer and activist Edward Said who once said, I do not know whether the photograph can or does say things as they really are. Something has been lost, but the representation is all we have. What we have, what Peter Magubani has left behind, opens the window into life in South Africa that will be viewed, analyzed, cited, and studied for generations to come. And yes, I agree, Premier Lisufi, that the story of our country will not be complete without Peter Magubani's life story being taught in our schools as well. Our past may not define us, but we look to it and learn from it as we carve a better path forward. Without knowledge of our past, without understanding it, we are, as Marcus Garvey said, a tree without roots. A great tree has indeed fallen. We mourn Dr. Peter Magubani and pay tribute to his legacy and to the Magubani family. The nation shares in your loss. May you be comforted but the knowledge and the remembrance that 
his work lives on. And we say farewell to a real Mkonto. Hambagashe Komose. Hambagashe Gianni. Thank you very much. Well, that was uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa there at uh, the funeral service of the uh, late uh, iconic photojournalist and uh, activist Dr. Peter Makubane. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.